All right, McFarlane, McFarlane, thank you so much for sponsoring the Bradfoe Show. And we're going to start off, first of all, Sammy, say hello. Hello. Gordo, say hello. McFarlane. Oh, they sound almost exactly the same. So you're just going to have, as the podcast rolls around, you're just going to have to distinguish who's who. That's okay. Say, this is Sammy, and this is my opinion. This is Gordo. This is my opinion. Let it be said. Let it be done. Um, So here's the thing, fellas. Here's the thing. It could you could be living in New York, you could be a Yankees fan, you could be following the Yankees. And really, like this, be honest. What was it, a week ago? Yeah, a week ago. A week ago, that's you were right there where the Yankees were. Right? Red Sox people. Yes. Yeah, we, yeah. a week ago you were you well, I kind of partially declared the season dead a week ago. I, I said I don't think it would be far fetched to declare the season Ooh. over. I in your that, defense, you you didn't, but you were close. You didn't declare dead, so you're not kicked out of the bandwagon. But right. you you're dangerously All close. Right. And I the same thing I said in our chat. I said if they don't win three out of four against the Royals at home, we might have to cancel the season. But we're still here. All right. Well, in in the spirit of mea culpas, let's do apologies. Who do you guys want to apologize? Oh, before you start, before you start. Part of our crew is out in Los Angeles taking in the Dodgers game, uh, soaking in the the West Coast vibe, actually doing a scouting report on the Dodgers who come to town. Um, the the uh, the baseballs and boring slash Joe Kelly book signing party on the 25th at lunchtime. We think it's still on. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to loop back on that. Joe went on the IL. So, which could mean he has more time or, you know, less time. Who knows? That story is yet to be told. But anyway, Coop was out, out there and he was scouting the the team that's coming in in a couple of weeks. And here's what he had to say after seeing Ryan Brazier pitch. Cooper, note real quick, I have an apology to give out to one Ryan Brazier, now a Dodger, formerly a Boston Red Sox. A uh, quick note before I issue this apology at a seven ERA uh, this season for the Red Sox before he departed and left for the Dodgers. Uh, the pseudo Boston Red Sox of the West Coast now also got to witness Kike Hernandez play out of his mind and have a two hit night along with a walk. So it was good to see Kike had himself a good night. Ryan Brazier blanked a frame for the Dodgers. So all is well in La La Land for them. Uh, it was nice to see. It was nice to see guys do well, you know? It's like an old ex doing well. You're happy for them. I love Mia Culpa Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I love Mia Culpa any day. So, first of all, don't don't be don't do like do the whole like he had a 70 RA and now he's he's good. Just say the Red Sox, if they just taught him a cutter, he would be good for this team. That's there you go. Right? Fellas, there you go. It's okay. No doubt. It's no okay. It's okay. It's okay. Let's go down the list. I mean, we can we can play this game for a lot of guys. Jake Diekman. Cheater Downs had a walk-off on Sunday. Oh, what do you like to have Cheater Downs? <laughs> uh, <laughs> words that I, word I, I never thought would come out of my mouth. But, uh, but, you know, so a week ago, you know, in the spirit of what you guys are talking about, we have to be honest with ourselves. Let's go. I mean, what are the things that as we sat here uh, a week ago, and, and good for you, Sammy, for saying they had to win three out of four. 
That was a prescient statement by you. So, um, Sam, you can go first. What do you, what, as we sit here, what is the thing that you said, okay, I did not expect this to be happening and it's happening. So I remember where I was when this happened in the off season <laughs> was with my friend at a, what's it called? Dave and Buster's in uh Braintree or Quincy, one of those watching the Patriots lose to the Raiders, I believe was that game. And the Red Sox signed Justin Turner. And I absolutely hated it. I was like, why would you bring in Justin Turner if you can just bring J.D. Martinez back? Which was, looking back, one of my worst takes ever. He has been everything they could have asked for and more. He's hit two home runs in the last two games with one working foot. The guy's unbelievable. I think I even photoshopped his headshot on a picture of a baseball team from the 1800s. And I tweeted out, oh, look who we got. Thanks a lot, Bloom. So, holy moly. Uh, ooh, I have to pull that one up. I'll find it. I'll send it to you. Hyme, Hyme, if you have that in your, in your, in your Sammy file. I, 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 I have no, no problem apologizing to Justin Turner. I cannot believe how great he's been for the team and the community. I don't know if you guys listened on WEEI. Um, yesterday, they had his wife on yeah. talking about Turner run his Trot. race, run his race on uh, yeah. the twenty sixth. There you go, yeah, the Turner Trot. It uh, starts at the Hat Shell, and you can walk it as well. So, um, big fan of Justin Turner. I really hope he comes back for another <laughs> year. His year thirty nine season. Uh, I, I cannot. Can I tell a- you this? Can I tell you this? Um, first of all, he is the first Red Sox DH. I, I noted this to hit a home run while playing on a stump. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like David Ortiz did it in 2016, and now Justin Turner's doing it. Um, I can confirm here's breaking news here on this podcast they have not talked about a contract extension with Justin Turner, but they should. They haven't. No, you know, is that like news? Should I put that out there? I didn't think it was that that big a deal. I asked him. No, I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with putting that out there. I just I'm surprised because like you'd think that if they didn't trade him. Well, what was it? What was interesting? What was interesting in talking to him about this is that he said I don't even get involved in it because earlier in my career, like I was offered some contract extensions that were so like embarrassing and insulting, like it soured me on the whole thing. So I don't think about it, um, but yeah, well, what are I mean, talk about. There's not much to talk about. The ball's in his court. He's got a player option, right? Yeah, no, I know. Like, but isn't it kind of like a fake player option because he's got such a big buyout? Like, obviously, he's going to take the buyout. Well, but but still, you know, if you wanted to say, hey, uh, if you want to, we believe that you're going to be good, um, and hey, you, you can also be uh, player slash bench coach, player bench coach, not player manager, player bench coach. I, I, I'm all about that. Bring his, <laughs> he, he could dress up like Connie Mack when he's not playing, but wear like the top hat. Let's this, go. Uh, this harkens back to the picture I photoshopped him into. Right. Player manager. But player bench coach, like when he wasn't playing the other day, he was sitting on that that little like the manager's bench that Cora leans on. That's yeah, the manager's like, bench. They were attached at the hip every time they showed AC on the TV. Justin Turner was right there. It was great. Right. Player bench coach, and, and and this is no disrespect to the current bench coach. If you want to do player co-bench coach, fine, super. I just want to bring back the player something. Player player GM, I don't know. I don't care. Player groundskeeper, whatever you want. Player something. We were, we were so close to having at least a player captain. 
we got if we had Xander here still. Nah, I hate I hate captains in baseball. I think it's the dumbest <laughs> thing of all time. I didn't know that Sal was a captain going back yeah, to the World so Series. Dumb. I saw that C and I was like, oh, they Super. made Sal the captain. C C. Yeah, C. Oh, you gotta see. Yeah, okay. Got tell that to the tell that to the relief pitchers. Like they like they, they really care. I mean, it's like, come on, it's it's not how this works. It's like having one captain of a football team. Doesn't you happen. Got a pitching captain and a hitting captain. Yeah. I don't yeah. There you go. Like maybe it. maybe we need to establish new norms in baseball. You got a captain of the rotation, captain of the pen, and a captain of the bats. I will say, if there's one position that's most fit for captain, it's probably catcher. Yeah. yeah there's no such thing as it's stupid. It's because there's even with a catcher, like you could say Jason Faritek, who was a captain. This is no disrespect to Faritek, but you know, the, in, even on those teams, like he led in his way, but it wasn't for everybody, right? The uh, the closest that you would come, even I, I'll say this, even David Ortiz, David Ortiz was an outlier when it came to having the one voice, as Mookie Betts said one time, that everything had to be passed through. So that's the closest you're going to come on a baseball team, but even then. Like, David Ortiz wasn't the guy who was going to, like, this go, guys, this go. Like, he would pick his spots. It doesn't work in baseball. It's dumb. It's dumb. So, anyway, we can understand if there is a captain, if there is a, a leader the on this team right now, it's Justin Turner. But Justin Turner isn't the type of guy who ever going to be, like, say, hey, here, yeah, put the C on my chest. Let's go. Could you imagine? No. You don't want to think about Turner – um, his wife made this point, Courtney, I believe. Uh, Courtney, I don't want to keep yeah. Yeah, Courtney. Courtney made this point on WEEI. Good thing about having him, he's been in every position possible. He's been a bench player, he's been a starter, he's been optioned, he's been DFA'd, he's been traded, he's been through it all. So that's a good guy to have. And uh, he's like, going to be a manager. Oh, Cor- Cora said that. Cora said that he's the first player that yeah, he's he actually like, what? He doesn't say it lightly. Say what? What you're about to say. <laughs> come on rob out with it let's go was this, was this was this like did we do like a, a table read for this podcast before you know what i'm gonna say i know exactly <laughs> what you're gonna say i have no idea i don't even know what we're laughing at right now well, totally. because, because, because like gordo literally said like he responded to something that right. i d- didn't say yet but he said <laughs> But he would. He said, "This is what you were going to say." So I'm responding to it before you say it. That's good radio, baby. <laughs> I I tell you what. Oh God, Justin Turner. Here's the thing. It, it's a perfect response, Gordo. Because what I was going to say about Justin Turner is that he it absolutely prefers McDonald's French fries over Burger King. That's and exactly. Cord doesn't what say that lightly. Cord does not say that. Lightly. What I was going to say, you know, what I was going to say. I've said this before. So it's like Cora said. That he had never experienced, he had never done it with a player before about in the game, like sharing, this is why I did this, this is what is going on here. He had never done that with another player. He does it with Turner because he can see that he this guy is going to be a manager someday. He's going to see so, it. So when the Red Sox eventually move on from Cora and he goes to the Dodgers and wins the World Series with the Dodgers, does that mean Turner is next up? Not if they don't sign an extension. I mean, who knows? He could be playing for another team next year. Teams tried trading for him. 
I mean, teams want him. What's he making? What's he making? Like 12? uh, 13. But it bumps up, right? It bumps up. Doesn't the option bump up? Sorry. He's making 8.3 this year. Yeah. For next year. So it goes up. But how big is the buyout? Because I'm pretty sure there's like a seven or something million dollar buyout that pushes basically what he's actually going to earn in this one year. Six, seven. So yeah, it's like basically one year, 15. And then because he's going to take that buyout and then we'll see what he negotiates next year. But that would so, be so bad if they let him get away. That like yeah, so like again, yeah, sign him to a two year extension. Well, that's gonna be so annoying when he takes the buyout and everyone goes, he doesn't want to be here. I'm like, oh. I also think it's important because one thing that you that that they have to value, and I hope they do value, is that you can talk about all these guys coming up, all these Marcelo Myers and Bayos and Cassis and all these guys, Sedan Rafaela. You need that sort of guy. You need it. like Much like you need the Kenley Jansen and Chris Martin, you need the Justin Turner, why everybody else is figuring out. You need Chris Sale to go with Brian Bayo. You need these guys. Don't devalue that. So there you go. No, that's, that's the thing. That's so important. That, that's that's. I feel like it's more important than the production on the field, to, if, if we're being honest. They have such a coop of young guys, not just the young guys who are already here, but the young guys who are coming up potentially, you know, in the middle of next year and the next year, you want, you need a guy like Justin Turner, particularly with all these guys being hitters. You need a guy like Justin Turner, who a young guy that we have here, Jaron Duran has already attributed so much of his, of his success to. He says, Justin Turner is that guy. Justin Turner is the guy who has made me mentally able to do what I'm doing. Yeah. And you need him to do that with the next wave. Yeah, there's, and those guys can be hard to find, especially guys who just dropped in. It's kind of crazy. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive person to be able to do that. So, again, for like the fourth time, so sorry. Bad sorry. take. Wrong. Sorry, right. sorry. Can you just say it right now? Just say it. I, I apologize, Justin Turner. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that, there's nothing that inspires more for the last couple of months than a good old-fashioned apology. All right, Gordo. Who are you? Who is your Mia culpa? You know, it's 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 interesting because I could go a couple of routes with this, but I'm I'm going to take an apology for something that I also said in the off season because there's a lot of stuff we said in the like especially on these podcasts doing who says knows. We said a lot of things in the off season. We tra- we traded a lot of guys, and one guy who I traded at least a few times was Jaron Duran. And I, I, I said, you have to be able to package Duran and Dahlbeck and be able to get something. I remember looking at what the Tigers took for Greg Soto, thinking, well, you could package these two guys who, you know, former prospects were probably not going to do anything for you and get yourself a legitimate piece. So why don't you do that? And they didn't do it. They didn't listen to me. And Jaron Duran has turned into a guy that we all want here for the next five, six years. Like, we want this guy manning center field like we're, we're willing to question one of the top prospects in the organization and his future here because we've enjoyed so much of what we've seen from jaron duran so yeah you know i, I mean i might be the kind of leading member of the jaron duran fan club today but i wasn't always like that and i do owe him an apology that's because he that's because he addressed you personally that's true he did so, i mean but, practically so, best friends to be fair i don't know a single person on the planet who was not out on Jaron Duran after the cups of coffee 
he got in the majors. So, I mean, you could say the tools were always there, but that's not that bad. That's not as bad as me <laughs> hating on like the, the no. heart. And well, hold before. on, Sammy, quite, I have a question for you. And and I'm going to ask you this because you've taken both stances here. Because in the offseason, we all, all traded Alex Verdugo. And then in the early part of the season, I know you in particular were very high on the extend Verdugo. Which which of those which of those two do you want to apologize for? You got to pick one. <laughs> I don't think I need to apologize for the extension thing because everybody was on board with that. And we didn't know what was going on behind closed doors. With but- Verdugo? Yeah, not everybody. It was it was like I did not. All right, go <laughs> ahead. Continue. Also, also, the extension I wanted was the Benintendi contract because five years, five seventy five. So pretty pretty reasonable. All right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know where I'm at on that now. It's such a tough. I I, I don't. I think they're going to trade him. I don't know. Oh, if there's, ex- there's, there's no doubt. I mean, there's like, if you haven't talked to extension with him at this point and I, you're going into the last year, like how does, it's, it's, a, it's science. Okay. We're a pressing question for you about this though. Cause it's, it's tough. Think about it. His value right now. I think regardless of how he plays to end the season, his value, not just because he's a rental, but because of what has, has happened multiple times this season. And the the peaks and the valleys, his you're not going to get very much for him. So are you really going to sell that low and then not only have to replace whatever presence he has in that lineup, but more importantly, the presence he has out there in right field? We saw that catch he made in the finale of the Kansas City series. Like Huge, yeah. you can't just find a right fielder. So like if if you can't get value, I actually I'm starting to think there's a chance he doesn't get traded because they're going to get such crappy offers that you might as well just keep the guy out in right field. Well, the, the value, yeah. the value, once you get past not trading him this year, heading into the next year, it becomes, you know, significantly less. No matter uh, with all the baggage, with all the ups and downs, everything else, because of the qual, because the possibility of the qualifying off, the possibility of having that year, that full year, of if he takes off with another team, they have that opportunity with him. And that's always factored in. And his value was never higher than at the trade deadline this year, even as bad as he was doing. Typically, that's how it works. But, you know, it, it was – I don't know. I mean, I, I just – I just I don't know if they're going to do it, but I, I almost guarantee you they'll try. So yeah, I think the guy that you probably package with a, uh, a prospect. But, again, like you said, with one year left, it's kind of tough – it's it's not like he's not a good player still. I feel like people lose sight of that quickly. He's still a great defensive outfielder with a slightly above average bat. He's going to have 30 doubles this year. So I don't know. It's kind of frustrating that they didn't trade him at the deadline. Forget who it was. I think it was Buster Olney. No. Someone. Rosenthal was, is, I think, what you're thinking of. Who? Yeah. And this is me, once again, predicting what you're going to say. But I think you're thinking of Rosenthal, the piece oh. he wrote. All said, why is he still? Which reporter is six feet tall? <laughs> oh, wrong. it's definitely Ken Rosenthal. He's. <laughs> okay. I, I look up at Ken Rosenthal when I see him. Um, <laughs> yeah, he made a good point. He said, "Why is he?" And he he was saying, "Heim Bloom keeps hedging. Why is Verdugo still on the team?" And there's a bunch of different ways you can look at it, but yeah, determining his value is that's a that's a friggin' to, to, to come back to the the Mia culpa Duran. 
It's okay. Sammy, you're right. I mean, a lot of people didn't do that, but I think that one, this exercise is impactful and important because we're speaking for multiple people. We're speaking for a community. We want to say to everybody, we're sorry, Jaron Duran, that we devalued your existence before. There you go. (laughs) You know, you wanted to trade Jaron Duran for? This is so bad. I I was going over this with my friend today, actually. I wanted to trade Jaron Duran to the Giants for Joey Bart in a failed prospect for failed prospect trade. Joey Bart is a negative 0.3 war player hitting 231 with 18 hits this year. Thank God I'm not the GM. Well, yeah, well, let's do a recap of the who says no from the offseason. Let's go. I, I, we absolutely, we should do that. We need to go back. I'm sure I have them in my notes, but if not, we can go back and just like listen to the episodes and get the trades. Mm-hmm. I need to go back and see some of these things that we came up with. Yeah. I wanted, I want one of mine, which would have been a blast if the Red Sox pulled this one off. I said, take Erod, the rest of Erod's contract, and in exchange for taking Erod's contract, we'll get, we'll take Tarek Skubal. So it was basically we just get Erod and Tarek Skubal. There you go. Two, two great lefties. They're, they're genius. How, how about they going back to the uh, the Mets White Sox one? The the Brett Beatty, Mark Vientos, um, who was the other one? Kevin Parada. Kevin Parada for uh, for Luis Robert and um, Tim Anderson. Yeah, we would have been robbed of one of the great fights of all time if that trade happened. Yeah, yeah, and also the White Sox would have been like, we we literally don't have anyone to hit a baseball anymore. If um, the, the Mets were in it. And they didn't get rid of Tommy Pham. Could you imagine Tommy Pham and Tim Anderson on the same team? Oh, dude. No. First of all, no one's fighting Tommy Pham. <laughs> yeah. No, Tommy Pham knows the real stuff. Like, Yeah. He's yeah, he's got a scar on the, his, his entire spine to, to prove it. So. Oh, yeah. He got stabbed. Yeah. Yeah. Think- Tommy Pham? Tommy Pham. Yeah, Pham. he got stabbed. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's getting in a fight with Tommy Pham. That's why Jack Jack Peterson was like, "Now I'm good, I'm good. What is, what I'm not coming the, out." What is the martial art that Tommy Pham knows? He says it all the time, and I'm forgetting what it's called. Oh, this is gonna kill it, me. I'll think of it. It's uh, don't say Aikido, please. Uh, kick your asshole. Yes, that's it. Oh, he did. Oh no, never mind. No, he did. He does. He does Muay Thai. That's real Muay Thai. Right. Well, oh, that's guy. that's the real stuff. No. That's like that's like you gotta that's like you gotta take a boat to an island for those fights, right? I got, I got this from that. You did? Yeah, this is fake. I got neat out of my mouth. Muay Thai. It's real. I'm not uh, fighting. Damn, I'm out. <laughs> you, you, wait, you fought that? You fought? Yeah, it's like six years. So what, what, what years, how long did you fight uh, Muay Thai? No, I didn't do it like seriously. I just trained it and it, you know what a smoker is? It's when you go to the gym and you fight the other gym and I'll uh, tell you later. We should do that with podcasts. We should do smokers. I'll Let's fight. fight. Is Cast- it with violence? <laughs> Muay Thai with Will Fleming. <laughs> Muay Thai with Will <laughs> Who would you like to see Will Fleming take on in Muay Thai? Um... You Someone, know, you know the dynamics oh, of Muay Thai better than any anybody on any podcast. Have to be somebody. 
I think an interesting fight with Will Fleming would be someone with a completely different body type who weighs the same. So Will Fleming's tall and trim. If there was like a short stout guy, that's a cool stylistic matchup. So it's like, is the power going to win or is Will going to be able to use his distance and stick and move to beat the shorter opponent and not get his chin touched? I'm trying to think. Who would that be? Who would that be? I was I was going to say he should fight uh, Chris Young, the GM of the Rangers. That'd be an even. Yeah, fight. but that's, see, that's that's that doesn't that's m- match up. Yeah, it's the that's, same. Yeah, no, that's not. Jab, jab, boring. Ken, Ken Rosenthal. Yeah, Ken Rosenthal hits the weights, builds some power, builds some end speed. That's a good fight. They just got to. Ken's that's... dead, dude. What do you? Ken's dead. No, Ken's. How dead. about how about um, who's the guy? Who's the football guy on Fox? The, the stocky short guy. Oh, the bald guy. Yeah. Oh, that's Jay Glazer. Yeah, no, Jay Glazer, and he's bad fight. He... Bad fight for Will that he trains all the time. Yeah, Jay yeah, Glazer. He knows he, he actually has fought, fought Muay Thai. Yeah, no, he's he's a legit MMA guy. Do you think? Do you think if we if we arrange a Muay Thai fight with Will Fleming, that he'll retweet the uh, the challenge? I'm not so sure. Depends. We we need to know who he's fighting. You know what? Like this guy's long gone, but the perfect opponent, Pablo Sandoval. Oh, there you go. You hit the you hit the nail on the head. Boom. If if we aren't if we aren't arranging a Will Fleming versus Pablo Sandoval fight, we aren't trying. They're Muay Thai. I think I think Pablo might have actually gained weight since his retirement. So Good. My, my, my money's on Will. <laughs> All right. Oh man. All right. There you go. Wait. Speaking of likes, can can I talk about a recent like? So Alex Cora, you guys saw the quote after the game. No. So AC. I okay. Saw a hold quote. on. Which one? So Sammy, he said uh, they asked him about the standing ovation for Miguel Cabrera at the end of the game. Oh and yeah. Or yeah. Special moment. Like the fans at Fenway park always know. And, and then he like throws a little bit of a jab. He's like, you know, sometimes you get a little annoyed when, you know, we're losing and they're doing the wave, but all this stuff. And then he, he goes to Twitter and he tweets like Fenway park was special today. Like ninth inning, like, thank you for the fans, like whatever, like, thank you, Miggy. And I, I commented on it because I am a noted hater of the wave. I hate the wave. So I said, ban the wave, AC. Cora only liked two comments in that in that little uh, reply section. He liked the ban the wave, and he liked the comment of the guy underneath who seconded it. He said seconded, and AC liked both of those two comments. He didn't like any other comments in there. So that leads me to believe, to go further, that AC not only hates the wave, hates I you. think he hates Sweet Caroline. Oh, I have a, I have a, I told you my, my sweet Caroline take, and it goes, I could say the same thing for the wave. I think that the Red Sox need to either be winning or within three runs for it to be a sweet Caroline night. And I know everyone's like, no, but what if you travel from across the country and you want to do sweet Caroline? I get it. But it is so infuriating when you're at Fenway and it's seven to one and everyone's like, oh, we're having it's a great time. And you're like, Oh my God! Spent eight hours on this ticket to watch the team get the crap kicked out of them, and now you're all seeing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm torn on this because when you're sitting in the stands, like this, when you go to and you don't go to a lot of games, it's sort of the thing, right? Yeah, you're powering through these crappy games a lot of time just to have that one moment. Because for a lot of people there, it's just about the experience of going to Fenway Park, 
and that's part of the experience and you shouldn't be robbed of that so i i'm i get that i'm not gonna be sit up in the ivory tower and be like oh how dare you sing this they're losing but i will say this conversely one of the best rituals at a park is the cubs the yes. go cubs go right like that is such a, when you're there and we saw it on steroids in the world series like that was just so unbelievable the fact that the network would play it all out it was great and when you go to it and, and having gone the last couple of years when they at the time they were like just not very good teams and they would win and everybody would be so into it like yeah they aren't doing it when they lose you have to earn the right to do it so i'm torn on it to be honest with you i'm torn Bobby, you just made the point exactly you made that like the way the Cubs work is you come to the game, you want to hear go Cubs go. If they lose, okay, fine. Buy, buy another ticket. Come again tomorrow. Like we're not going to play it. But I, okay. I'm going to give you another one. And this is a, this is a terrible song. I don't know if you've ever guys heard it, but it's uh let that let's go blue Jays. Have you ever heard of that song? Okay. Blue Jays. It is the most bizarre song of all time. Now they do it every game. It doesn't matter. Like and, it, I'm, and I'm not comparing this to like the Sweet Caroline experience, but it's the same thing. It's like they get the cheerleaders on the on the dugout. Let's go! Oh, like, I'm like it's, it's so bad. On the flip side, at Fenway, when the Red Sox lose, the insanely depressing organ music they play. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. It, it goes along with how I'm feeling. That's why and, the Sweet Caroline thing bo- bothers me so much. So my, my son went to the game the other day. He's not super into baseball, but he went uh, and so Kenley came in. It was a game he got to save, but he gave up a home run. And he's like, Dad, like, what's up with the lights? Why is that guy like to get lights? He walked a couple guys. Like, why does he get lights? He didn't deserve lights. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, man. You get lights. You're the closer. You get lights. No, the, the Rob, you're wrong. The way it works is if you if you drop the baseball as a boring mic, you oh, get isn't that you like that? You guys like that? I love that video. That that <laughs> he had no idea what I was asking him. Yeah, how did how did you even broach that? Like, hey, well, Kenley, let me those. let me take you through that day. So we walk we walk in the clubhouse, and Kenley's all fired up. But first of all, like I'm, I just wanted to talk to Kenley. I want to invite him to the Joe Kelly book signing party on the 25th because he's he loves the joe kelly family but he's all all worked up over the fact that they're still wearing the yellow uniforms i think he said to something the effect of the you know we're not winning because of the uniforms i believe in god but i don't believe in uniforms (laughs) so but so he's all worked up over this you know and I, i think that his point was like hey listen there's a reason why these are these traditional uniforms are so awesome I love wearing them. This is one of the reasons I love being here, so forth and so on. Okay. So that comes and goes. So now I'm like, ah, this is maybe a good conversation to have. So I'm sitting on that manager stool in the dugout, you know, coming off. I'm like, here, Kenley, have a seat. Let's talk. Let's talk about the uniforms. So we talk about six minutes about the uniforms. He obviously, like, is very sort of good about, saying he, he'd rather have the old uniforms, but, you know, bobbing and weaving his way around it, fine. So it's good. I said, and I'm like, there's something else I'm, I was supposed to ask Kenley. Oh, yeah, the mic drop. 
All right, Kelly, here. See, I let me explain this to you. When you have a save, I have this picture of you with this mic, and I put it, and I say, mic drop. It's better than Red Sox win. I right, whatever. Maybe it is. But I need a new one, because that one's, like, from this old thing. Like, I, 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 so, and so I'm showing him. I'm like, I need you to stand up, and I need you to, to drop the mic. So we're, like, orchestrating this thing on the top step of the dugout. And the thing is, is that and, – and so Kenley did this thing in spring training with when I asked him, and I didn't even know him at the time, said, hey, you know, can you come out? Can you say this about the book? Can you just say a book? So I, I told him, like, sort of what to do, and he did his own thing. He's like, I, I'm going to do my own thing. So he did his own thing with a book. He kind of did this the same thing. It's like I couldn't really instruct him, but he had it in his mind. If you look at, like, his mic drop, stone face, like, yeah. like stone like face, which, 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 yeah, which, which was exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, then he dropped the mic, and I prayed it didn't break, and yeah, there you go. <laughs> the mic broke. It was worth it. It was worth it. Uh, it would have been worth the video. I, I think so. I mean, listen, if we aren't having fun, what are we doing? And that's the good thing about Kenley. Like, Kenley's like a genuine guy, man. He just, you know, he's 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 the ultimate example of of being old enough where he can be secure in himself enough, so he doesn't have to worry about. Oh, what's the what is they thinking? Or am I doing the wrong thing or whatever? He knows what's right and wrong. So very cute. I, I appreciate that how he talks about like being anxious on the mound and uh yeah. it's cool. I think like he's he's a relatable guy and he's completely right about those yellow uniforms. I can't stand them, but yeah. Well, Whoa, really? Never say anything about it because everybody likes them. They look terrible. They look awful. <laughs> like I've you been- and I the freaking font. On the chest is different from the font on the hat, and I'm so ADHD I can't not see it. So I I, I, I keep my mouth shut, but I hate those frigging uniforms. At, but at, say, at, you know, at this point too, they're becoming less attractive by the day. You know, yeah, it's, much. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys saw like the pregame press conference the other day where. Uh, you know, I asked Cora, so this was after I was like, Kenley, like, sort of ranted about this. And then I said, hey, to Cora, hey, you have any superstitions from your playing games? Hopefully, like, he would lean into something along these lines. And he's like, no, no, not really. But I tell you what, the 2020 Dodgers, they had a good one. Like, well, what was it? I can't say. I can't say. And this is, like, in front of everybody. This is, like, the pregame thing. He's like. Why don't you go ask your boy Joe? Ask you, no, you know, he said, the 2003 Dodgers, they had a good one. They had a good one. It's like, what? Which one was it? It's like, go ask your boy Joe. And I literally said to him, I'm like, is he a his team historian? What are you talking about? 2003. So then he switched it to 2020. Oh, that was a good one. No, 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 2020. That was a good one. Well, what was it? Give us, no, I can't say. Ah, oh, come on. Come on. Like, there has to be, there has to be a good superstition story in Alex Cora's dossier. Let's go. So we might yeah. need some investigative journalism here in the off season from you on that. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I asked Kenley. Cool. Kenley was on the team. Is Cora like when the Red Sox wear the city connects and they look like a I, bunch? I don't, of- I don't think he can. Like, it's like he said. He said in that press conference, he's like, oh, "Come on, it's a business thing." See how many in the stands? It's a business thing, which is he true. Which is true. Them off. 
He said, yeah, we're not yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's, you know, with the beard and the, like whatever. But the uh, I asked Kenley because he was on that 2020 team, and uh, I think they're hiding something. I think it was something, maybe not for public consumption, because Kenley's like, no, we would. <laughs> yeah, he's like, nah, we wore the traditional uniforms and kicked ass. So <laughs> there, you <laughs> there you go. That was their ritual. Need them to do well on this road trip so that we can stop wearing the City Connect ones at home. Well, they so- might wear them. There is like they as Alex Spear pointed out, you can wear them on the road. Oh, I, I think you. I think you have to wear the correct bottoms, right? Not yeah. only is my ADHD brain going to see the the font different on the chest than the hat, I'm also going to see the white trim with the gray pants. I might. I might have to just like listen. You know what you should them. do? It's going to look weird with the gray pants if they do it. You know, <laughs> You know what you should do? You should you should listen to the best Muay Thai fighter in on the radio, and that's Will Fleming. Instead of watching the game, awesome on the or, radio, which I will be alongside in the uh, in the in the broadcast booth for all those Washington games. Um, you going to DC? Oh yeah! Listen, everyone knows it's such a big series. You need me in the broadcast booth. Rob, who would corner Will Fleming? Because you know when there's a fight, you got two or three guys in your corner. Mm. Cornering him, I would like to see. I would like to say that I would corner him because I support him and think he's awesome. But he may not say thank you to me, so I don't mm-hmm. know. He will give you a thumbs up. That's all I asked for. It's like the 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 actual real life version of a like on Twitter. That's all it is. Just give me a thumbs up. Knocks out his you opponent. You get him nice and close, so only he can hear you. You whisper in his ear, McFarlane. McFarlane. <laughs> He yells coming mid punch. Uh, all right, uh, we gotta wrap it up. But before we do, I'll give you my quick me a culpa for everybody. This is like for everybody, and it's for Chris Sale and Trevor Story. Right, Chris Sale. I went on the radio like I was a screaming match with people on the radio. Like, listen, they 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 thought that he was going to be good coming back. He was really good, and now he's better be really good. And he has been. Will he hold up? I don't know. But for the time being, he's really good. And then Trevor Story. Trevor Story, sure, you know, he strikes out a million times in the first two games. But, like, the, the version of Trevor Story we have right now, this is the what is scratching their itch so perfectly. It is a, a Yu Chang that can hit a baseball. <laughs> right? Right? That's a beautiful thing, Rob. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> do, you, do you think they said that at the press conference, the introductory press conference for Trevor's story? What we're getting here is a Yu Chang that's going to hit for a higher average. That would have been amazing. <laughs> Give Hein Bloom a lifetime extension if he ever pulls that out. <laughs> Am I wrong? People would be like, Am I, no. no. Yeah. And and you know what? The the uh the chemistry that Trevor Story has with Luis Urias when he plays third base, it's like their 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 mind is one. So yeah, Ag- really- oh my god, yeah, that, that was crazy. Was- How did he do that? Like behind his back tag, perfect spot. He's that the best. He's the best. I mean, I don't think there's anyone better. I mean, let's let's give. Okay, here's a mea culpa for a day. I mean, it might change tomorrow. But let's give Heim Bloom some credit for this. For this. 
for there's a lot of things that we can pick through and we have. But Pablo Reyes is is a pretty decent player. And think about this, is that you needed a guy, and everyone was screaming for Jose Iglesias. And this guy, they got this guy at a triple A with the Oakland A's. That's yeah. kind of nuts. Maybe yeah. maybe I should be apologizing to Sammy because Sammy's been talking up Pablo Reyes pretty much since day one. I know. And I, I definitely think- owe an apology to Pablo Reyes because I was like, I think I actually wrote at one point, like, really, Pablo Reyes is your shortstop for the Boston Red for the Boston for the historic Boston Red Sox. I apologize hey. to the Reyes family. Uh, Bobby Dahlbeck at shortstop, game twelve of the season. I'll that never happened. 12th game of the season, you got Bobby Dahlbeck. I almost I almost ended the season right there, but it's a long season. Thanks, thanks for you held held firm. Long for yeah. good. And people have been waiting around. Today. I had people getting mad at me online yesterday, like, how come you always say forget about the loss? And I'm like, oh, because I'm not gonna dwell on every loss of an 162 game season, man. I, I need to sleep. Like they. It's all right, it's almost over. It's almost over. Sort of. It's almost over. And now you like, like, I mean, they could overtake the race. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All kinds of, I don't want to get into that. We, that's serious <laughs> for another day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just too much. I'm exhausted. I had a wedding this weekend. I'm exhausted. I, are you guys, did you guys dance at weddings? I was uh, the best man at my friend's wedding a few weeks ago, so I had to dance a lot. My feet were hurting the next day. Tight yeah. wedding, not a good combo, and I'm terrible at dancing. No, I think it depends on the wedding. Depends on who's getting married. It depends on the vibe, and depends on how many people are dancing. I'm not going to be the first one out there. It was like a, a Portuguese wedding I was at, so you really like you don't have a choice. You have to, you have yeah. to. Dance. Everyone's doing it. You're kind of weird if you don't dance. Yeah. yeah, no, that that that's a yeah. That's an obvious one. It's like, it's like, like a distant relative. Like, it's mm-hmm. like someone you don't know that well, and there's not that many people dancing. It's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going out. Like, you you get half the wedding out there, and then I'll. So this I'll, was this was my first wedding with all three of my children being 21. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Yeah. So this was, this was more of like, okay, let's make sure everyone's in one piece, which is, which is, I can say this, like, is far far better. When you when you guys reach this point and understand this dynamic, it's so awful. When you have a kid, especially when you have other kids who are 21, and you have a kid who's on the verge of turning 21 at a wedding, but isn't 21. Mm. You can I know. And you say that, you say that, but whatever. Anyway. All right, I gotta go. I got to go. We we solved a lot of the world's problems. Always, Always do.